Wayne Margaret in studio from Man in the Mirror. Welcome to the show. Good morning, everybody. I like when you come in because, you know, the topic is so important. Then you help brothers like Brian mm. understand men <laughs> and the issues. Right, Brian? Because you like to call the women out. Yeah, women tend to like to call men out. <laughs> Yeah. You just flip the table. And men just yeah, kind of go, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do do my best to flip the my, tables. My One my of my ball. theories, too, is that we should treat Father's Day with the same measure of energy and finances as Mother's Day. And then I laugh. And it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Okay. So we'll, we'll just yeah. get over that. So today we're not talking about that. We're talking about... <laughs> we're not um, talking about that. Thank you, Wayne. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about men and intimacy. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. That's what we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle and I'm Brian. If you don't want to miss anything, all you have to do is just hit that subscribe button to get a notification whenever we drop a new episode. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. Okay, so and why men and every, every male out there just got uncomfortable. And, and you have to ask yourself, why? Why did every one of us just get uncomfortable? Because we think we're going to start talking about homophobia and, and yeah. being in an intimate relationship with other people. And, um, Don't so, tell me to hug some guy, Wayne. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So and that holy kiss thing in the Bible, let's, let's take that just, out. Instead of trying to figure out how to exposit <laughs> our current culture, let's go yeah. back to creation and let's look for how we're, how we're men designed. And so you have to remember that God created all the animals first and then placed man right there amongst them and then he gave him an assignment. You know, so, so label all these things. So, so he said, uh, boy monkey, girl monkey, uh, boy giraffe, girl giraffe, uh, <laughs> Boy, boy, platypus. Yeah, a <laughs> girl platypus. And so, being a very intelligent man, he 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 went on the scientific journey to label all these, and then he says, "Hey, whoa, wait, w- wait, I'm missing something, God. You know, I, I I'm I'm missing something. There, they all seem to frolic around and enjoying each other, and I don't have one fit for me. And God said, "Really, you notice that? You you notice that? Oh, oh, well, here." Wait. Up to that moment, everything was just good. You know, he made the stars, it was good. He made the land, it was good. Everything was just good. And then he puts Adam to sleep. He does not even make Adam a part of this journey. He doesn't say, Come here, why don't you help me form the woman? He, he, you know, he says, I'm going to do this. You, know, you go to sleep. When you awake, you'll have something fabulous. When this whole surgical procedure is over, a rib has been removed, a woman has been created, and, and God looks at Adam and says, <sighs> Now, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. So women put the wow mm-hmm. into creation. Amen. The, the spark. Amen. Amen. That cherry on top. Oh yeah, the caramel. Lim- okay, it was all stop. just. It was all there just go. good. In fact, God looked at Adam <laughs> and said, "It is not good for man to be alone." That's right. And so He creates woman, and um, when He puts them together, He says, "Now that." That spark, that relationship, them being together, that represents who I am. That mm. rep- represents the, the the intimacy that I experience in the Godhead. I want you, the two of you, to go and experience intimacy together. Go. Frolic in joy. Have fun together. Yay. And and not that we're going to get weird, but they were naked and enjoyed it. It must have been warm and eaten. 
It was very warm. Yes. And so they were I off. I hope so. Just loving, <laughs> loving being together. <clears throat> and so um, Pat Morley in his books uh, defines three things that make men thrive. The first one is a cause to live for, worth dying for. And you find that in the garden. You find that God gave Adam a job, a very important job. And then uh, the second thing that Pat Morley has identified is that um, we need a way of looking at the world that makes sense. And God took care of that in the garden too. It's like, I, I'm the creator, you're the created. There, that makes sense. And then the third one is is core here. And men want someone to enjoy it with. So he wants the, a man wants a person next to them who is enjoying the mission and the way to look at the world that makes sense and the, to share that with somebody. And then I look at the, the world around me and see that the reason why men are so messed up is that we're not in in rhythm with all this. We don't have a cause to live for. We aren't looking at the world the way God designed it. And we're not sharing that world with people around us the way we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And so we're off balance. We're, we aren't. And then the New Testament shows up and says, by the way, you aren't to have even a hint of sexual immorality around you. And now I look at most men, and they've done the studies, six out of 10 men in the church admit to be having an active issue with pornography. Mm. Hmm. And what what is that all about? I used to think that it was just some disgusting sin that you shouldn't do. Then I found out, no, it's an intimacy dysfunction. We were designed for intimacy. We're designed to have this free flow of just intimate relationships in our life. And then we discover something in our marriages. They're hard. They're, they're not easy. Marriages aren't easy. And so we twist, we twist this relationship, our desire to have intimacy all of a sudden twists, and it's easier to go click, 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 and then we get addicted to our own chemistry. Wayne Margaret from Man in the Mirror talking about men and intimacy and how God created men with three core values. If, if you could remind us of those three sure. again, Wayne, just to be sure we have them right. It just And these are for self-diagnostics, right? Um, do, do I have a mission to live for, worth dying for? Um, do I have a way of looking at the, the world that makes sense to me? And I would highly recommend the biblical worldview. Yeah. Like it's the only one that really ultimately really does make sense. And then finally, um, and this is the one we're talking about today, is someone to share it with. And that someone, of course, we're kind of designed to have this spouse in our life. But I'm talking to people out there that may, might not be married. Right. That's what I was going to ask you about. Right. Because even Paul was called to singleness. Right. And he encouraged people that it's a, it's a spiritual gift of sorts now to be single. Now, let's talk about Paul, masculine, manly man Paul. Did he understand intimacy? Oh, yeah. Yes. The way he wrote his letters? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, they were I, loving. I weep over how much I miss you. Like, I, I, I the, 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 the goodbye scene at Corinth was just um, – heart-wrenching to read how he writes about his love for these people that he served and loved. And he did encourage, it was a cultural tradition, but to yep. greet one another with yeah, a holy yeah, kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah like, my, I, I, my wife's from a Puerto Rican culture, and we get that holy kiss thing. Oh, you know, yeah. Y'all should time. try to greet each other, yeah, yeah, brothers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good job. No. <laughs> <laughs> France does that too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're not, I don't know if it's a holy kiss, but it's a, you just keep kissing his cheeks. I don't know what's going on. I'm Dominican, and when we went to Dominican Republic to visit for the first time, my husband, who's American, the women would go up to him and kiss him, and he'd look at me like, are you good? Okay? Like, what's going oh, oh, on? Oh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Was this like a long, drawn-out romantic kiss? No, no, no. no. You, no, you get a on kiss the on the cheek, but that's like, you don't do that here? So lens, like, In French, you get two kisses one on yeah, each cheek and in Puerto Rico you get one one kiss and so Paul had that down 
mm-hmm. as a man. And so yeah. you said he did have uh, so intimacy. so as far as intimacy goes, look look at his relationship with Timothy. Yeah. Like it was he was he had the ability to write those letters that obviously leaned on their own relationship, and and he was a fatherly figure in in Timothy's life, and th- those are intimate relationships. Now I don't I'll, so I don't want you to think that every time we say the word intimate that I'm, we're talking about sex. We're not. We're talking about the way you share your heart with another human being. This this uh, invisible bond between two human beings is is this a, um, a lateral relationship versus the vertical, which is between God and man. You know that's that's the worship relationship between yeah. God and man, invisible but yet there. Well, this is the invisible relationship between two people, and we're designed to have people in our lives that we share that with. And if we don't have it, we start getting more and more twisted. Like because we're designed for intimacy, we're going to end up finding it because our hearts are. Um, are, are are idol factories. Yeah, we 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 tend to create things to focus on, and so there's there's a war that we have to wage. If we if we need to be pure, hearted, pure minded, then we have to wage this war on three fronts. We have to wage this war with our eyes, with our minds, and with our hearts. And so we we suit up everybody. You know, you suit up with the spiritual armor, and you wage this war with what you put before your eyes. What does your mind focus on? So take all those thoughts captive and and bring them to the to um to submission with Jesus Christ. And then finally, what does your heart focus on? And in other words, are you trying to find things to place your hearts on here, or can you place your heart on Jesus Christ and say, "I worship you and you alone?" Now, is it safe to assume that even if you're talking about a married man, he won't necessarily get all of his needs to share life with someone fulfilled by just his wife. Um, we need to make sure that that's our chief. <coughs> our, our main one, yeah, of course. Our, our chief but... relationship. But there are things that I uh, honestly, I uh, and you and I have talked about this before, Brian, on the air. Um, there are things that my wife just doesn't need to hear from me. Uh, she doesn't need to be burdened with some of the things that my heart focuses on. And um, where do I need to kind of hammer that stuff out? Well, God's designed that, a... Men are supposed to hammer out that stuff with each other. And yeah. therefore, okay, enter. I'm here as a discipleship expert. Well, that's what discipleship is. It's the process of working through our life crud with each other in an atmosphere where the scripture will be trusted and that we're going to help each other towards Christ. Um, and quite frankly, does my wife need to hear my, about my lust issues? I, I don't – she needs to know that that's – Probably part of my life, yeah. But all the details where I I weep that out and I I seek counsel and I try to get a grip on that. I used to try and make my wife a part of that journey, and it was wearing her out. Yeah. And that wasn't smart for us. So then I started trusting some very strong men in my life that walked with me on that journey. And as I as I got the Holy Spirit's counsel to conquer that war, that that war was waged in my life. Now I, I'm past that and my wife gets a better husband. So what did my wife gain when she sent me off into these good, solid relationships with other men? Well, she got a better husband focused on her, mm-hmm. you know, intimately focused on her and wanting all of that to come from her. 
But you have to, even besides discipleship, in order to have that, you have to have intimate relationships with other men. It's and I, And you can be with a person for years and not be intimate. You could mm-hmm. talk about sports. You could talk about everything and not be uh, intimate. Yeah, the, the classic uh, water cooler conversations at church are sports, weather, and wives. Yeah. Like it's – um, and you can complain about your wives without actually being taught how to do that wife relationship better. Yeah. And it's it's an important thing to see that as a man in that setting, I can either let that guy just com- continue complaining or I can take that bull by the horns and I can say, hey, what are you doing about that relationship? How are you making that relationship better in your life? And, you know, I, I talked once with a, a guy who was one of the founders of a, a men's group out on the East and West Coasts. It's called the New Canaan Society. Oh, have fun. I'll look it up. And uh, they, I asked him kind of about the origins of it. And he said that he was passionate about it because what he realized one day is that if he were in a crisis, <laughs> like, and, and his, like, let's say his wife was in a tragic car accident exactly. and he's in the hospital. Who would I call? And the answer he had was nobody. Right. There was nobody he was close enough to and trusted well enough mm-hmm. where he could bring them into pain. Yeah. And that moment in my life um, resulted in me saying, I have to be strategic about reaching out and developing relationships with people that when life turns sour, because quite frankly, I don't want to be a downer, but if your life hasn't turned sour recently, guess what? Soon it, it likely will. It, we're not here to just play. We're yeah. here to experience life the way life happens and it's hard and so when life happens who will i call when i realized there was nobody on my list i had to get strategic about who i was going to develop relationship with and i i want to get tips from you on that because i had the same like when i heard the guy say that i'm like oh no i don't think i have anybody either uh and so my, my wife and i to be very generic we've gone through some real difficulties in the last year or so on a number of different fronts and we've been able to turn towards each other, mm-hmm. but also each of us has one or two people that we can go to and trust with very private information yeah. and can lean on for biblical Christian encouragement and support and, and vulnerable things. Yeah. So we're having somebody text what I knew we'd see, which is, hey, my husband needs this. Right. He keeps trying to find that kind of relationship and he can't find it. We, we talk about um, the art of the ask, A-R-T-T, um, which is uh, if you have looked out and you've seen somebody at your church or in your neighborhood that you would say, hey, I would like to be like that guy when I grow up. I'm 50 years old. I, I honestly still look at men and say, I hope I can be like that when I grow up. Uh, there's people I just admire. Plus, you're so young. I- <laughs> <laughs> that helps. So, so um, I, I – if I identify somebody that I want to develop that that close relationship with, it starts with an ask. What is that ask? It's I, I want to have a cup of coffee with that person. It's, I'm not going to ask him to crawl into my foxhole with me on the first time because that would be like asking my wife to marry me the very first moment I met her. That That's ridiculous. You just don't do that. So ask for a cup of coffee. Develop a relationship. Will that cup of coffee lead to a second cup of coffee? Um, and what you're doing is over develop, developing that relationship. How long will that take? I don't know. Give it some weeks. Give it some some months to develop. And what what common interest do you have? Where do the conversations lean towards? Um, and then um, lean into the the time it takes to develop that relationship. So that's the art to the T. Take time with it, um, and then finally. 
there is that moment where you just you give the task. Would you mentor me? The the T, that final T is the task. Would you mentor me? I would like to learn how to be a better husband. I would like to learn how to. And I just don't know what that looks like right now in my life. And that guy, if he's a spiritual man, he's going he's gonna to go, you know what? I've been praying for somebody to yeah. help out in this area. I'd like, I'd like to. If you love someone or have a husband that you know needs friendships, you're seeing him do life alone. There's a woman texting and now saying her husband is that. And even a workaholic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you approach? By he the may way, not see. workaholic is a part of this intimate dysfunction. It, okay. We we run away from relationships and we run towards work because we're trying to find that thing worth living for. Like we're we're in balance in one area, so we charge after work. But quite frankly, most men is your work really your cause worth living for, worth dying for? Ugh, yeah. She can't not. make him go out and find no. intimate friends. Yeah. So, so here's here's the truth of the whole thing. Who are you around? Like, y- you can't make your your man stop working and have relationships, but you can have intimate conversations with your husband about the relationships in your life. Well, Brian, look at your life. Like, it, was it overnight that you decided that you and your wife needed some work? And needed some relationships. That was not overnight for you. No, that it took had a, to develop. a season. And then we've also relocated a number of times, which you go back to square one. Right. And the only thing I would add, and I'd love your reaction to this, is there, there's two things. And one of them is you can test whether or not somebody could be this mentor for you by taking a risk. And when you're having coffee, yep. share something vulnerable. That's not going to like right. cause scandal in your life. Mm-hmm. Share a weakness, share an, an issue for which you'd be vulnerable and see how they respond. Mm-hmm. You can't just talk about the, the Browns and have someone be your mentor. You, you, would never, you would never start a conversation about an addiction to pornography with, by the way, I've been on porn eight times this week. You would start with, wow, I get really frustrated when I'm watching a sporting event and all of a sudden all the commercials and all of the halftime shows are all just so sexually charged. Doesn't that frustrate you? And all right. of a sudden, you can have a conversation about that. And if he's a good mentor opportunity, he's going to take that moment and drive it into the heart of, of what it means to follow Christ. And you can learn if it's safe in, in, in you, that you, way. And you will get a, a concept of whether it's a safe relationship. And I think the last one I want your reaction to is there's there actually has been a time in my life where you can just get super direct like you're talking about. <laughs> I, a friend of mine came up to me uh, and he said, Brian, I think we have a lot in common. We like hanging out. But I've learned over time that like, if you don't set up a – if you're not intentional, you can't build a friendship. Right. So I want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Can we set like a standing get-together every Thursday afternoon? Um, yeah. And I was like, yes. Yes. And then we did. <clears throat> and we're we still that. doing that. Yeah. And I, I know it sounds direct and awkward, but I think sometimes you have to do that. Well, and, and please understand that I think that's the final T of the art. Right. Um, ask, uh, relationship, time. And then eventually you get to that final T and you say, hey, would you would you be my friend? It's really that awkward. Yeah. It, it is that awkward. But at the same time, when you've had developed trust over time, it, it won't be an awkward moment because it will be received. Yeah, it, it, because the way I received that when he said it to me was, you know, you're right. Like if we just said we should get together more often, that means we never will. And don't forget, both men have the same need in their life. They both men have a need for relationship with other men. Yeah. Wayne Margaret is area director of Northeast Ohio Coalition for Men's Discipleship with Man in the Mirror, and he can help your church build a men's ministry that's solidly bi- biblical and can cultivate relationships 
just like we've been talking about between men. How Develop can they... an atmosphere in your church where these relationships are part of the culture. And that's what people want. So how, how can yeah. they reach out to you, Wayne, to be able to make that happen? Call myself, 330-317-1251. If you call the studio here, they'll, get, they'll give you my number. Or um, you can always reach my contact information through their, their Facebook page. Yeah, and the worst case, yeah, just worst case, come to us and say, I want to talk to Wayne. Yeah. And then we can well, they'll hook, you. hook you up. That's right. I got you. Thanks again, Wayne. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So go ahead. Look down. Hit that button right there and subscribe. And you'll get updated episodes. And then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello. You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app, and you're able to connect with us. Or just go to brianandjanelle.org. And listen, we didn't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.